Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of Anything Everything. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the um, intrigue of the romantic comedy genre of movies. So my entire life, romantic comedy has definitely went, been one of the main uh, movie genres out there. A lot of times it is shown in movies as a kind of corny thing people do at sleepovers or kind of a cringy thing that more often than not women do and watch when they're with their friends. Um, but really, since I have been kind of uh, in the stage of my life when I um, watch things on my own more than I watch them with my family or with my parents, I've really discovered that romantic comedies for the longest time just really didn't hold that much intrigue for me. Um, there were just always things that I would watch before choosing to watch a rom-com, as people call it, I guess. Um, I would rather, you know, have watched dramas or historical fiction movies or fantasy or, you know, just really anything other than that. And it wasn't because I necessarily didn't like them. It was just there was always something that I put before it and I would have rather watched. Um, but a few weeks ago, I ended up finding myself watching a huge amount of rom-coms. I just kind of fell down this wormhole of watching like 20 in a row in one night. And then for the rest of that week, I just watched as many as I could find. And I don't know why they intrigued me so much then. I guess it was just because I hadn't watched any in so long. And I guess I just didn't really get why some people were so obsessed with them. Um, and even after my kind of splurge of watching a ton in a row, they weren't, they still weren't my favorite movie genre, but I guess I got the appeal more after that week. What started out this kind of, um, uh, rabbit hole that I went down of romantic comedies was I ended up watching Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, and Emma Stone. I was really bored one night. Um, I had kind of run out of movies to watch on Netflix, and I had found out that Netflix had added Crazy Stupid Love, uh, to, um, their, just, like, their page, um, and so I kind of thought, you know, why not? I'd never seen it. I'd heard about it a lot of times, and people really seemed to like it, so it might be worth a try. Um, I ended up starting the movie. You know, it kind of started out slow, um, but I really liked Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I had really loved Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in the movie La La Land that had been put out a few years prior, and so I tried to get into it, really tried to pay attention, and I was honestly really curious to see what the big pull was about romantic comedies, because I just had never gotten it. They were always so predictable, you always knew that these people were going to end up together. You know, the comedy could be funny, but you know, it was usually just kind of quippy, some uh, throwaway lines, some funny characters, some funny scenes, but other than that, there just wasn't anything that seemed to be very special about it. And the funny thing was, is that what was special about it ended up what being what I thought was the most um, kind of plain thing about it. Um, and I'll kind of explain how I got to that conclusion. Um, so I ended up watching Crazy Stupid Love, and I'd gotten about a third into the movie, and my thought process was kind of that it was good, it was lighthearted, it was fun but so far I wasn't really getting into it. 
it was about halfway through the movie when things kind of started picking up and I started getting a little bit more invested in what was going on and by the final third of the movie I was really invested in the story and the characters and I really liked everything that was going on but the thing that really roped me in was this one scene in the movie where Steve Carell's character and Ryan Gosling's, Emma Stone's, the whole family's there, and all these love stories that I guess is what the Crazy Stupid Love title was about were kind of finally um, merging together and intertwining into one scene. And I had never laughed so hard at a rom-com scene, I think, ever in my life. It was so funny. All the characters were just had the best facial expressions and I found myself just really enjoying it and I realized in that moment I guess why romantic comedies were and are such a popular movie genre and I guess it was just because they were purely or are purely just a fun um, thing to watch you know I guess the real pull of it is that you know the people are going to end up together. There's going to kind of be a happy ending. Um, It is just a fun family watch or something fun to watch with your friends. And it's not too serious. It's not too heavy. It's purely just a fun, enjoyable thing to watch. And I guess the way that I kind of um, was introduced to this new idea about romantic comedies was that it kind of brought me back to this part of my childhood where I kind of believed that every movie was going to end up with there being a happy ending, which I guess is kind of the beauty of being a little kid and watching movies that always end up with the main two characters being together or, you know, the group of friends finally overcoming their problems and everything working out or the person kind of discovering what they want to do with their lives. Any movies that I watched as a kid, as a, you know, until I was about 10 years old, kind of ended up that way. And for a huge portion of my life, I loved that because it kind of gave me this really sparkly view of life as a whole. And I just really loved that idea that, you know, everything in the end would kind of work out all right. Um, As pretty much everyone knows, uh, once you get to a certain age, you obviously know that That's just not how real life works, and I think it's a harsh reality for everybody to face at some point, Um, but I guess that's kind of one of the greatest things about movies in general, Um, and one of my favorite things about them is that they just kind of take you to this different uh, world, I guess, whether it's good or bad or exciting or filled with magic or drama or whatever. They just are a new frontier, and it's something exciting and it takes you away from what your real life is whether it's good or bad or whatever's going on it just is something you know uh outside of your real world um and as soon as I discovered that I have loved movies from that age but still I had never gotten the pull of the romantic comedy um but crazy stupid love was kind of that um page turner for me into kind of what the romantic comedy could be so after that i kind of decided to that whole week to only watch romantic comedies to watch a couple a day and just see what i could find out and if i could kind of break away from what i th- i guess what i thought every romantic comedy was and if there was something more special that i was missing about um 
the the rom-com um genre so uh after i watched crazy stupid love i kind of stayed on netflix and i watched a few of their original uh romantic comedy movies um like with any movies um and with any movie genre there's going to be good and bad ones i'm not going to say that all of them were great and I loved all of them like I loved Crazy Stupid Love, or that they were all really terrible and cheesy and corny, but I guess that's kind of one of the good things about a romantic comedy is that it's kind of supposed to be cheesy and corny, and that's one of the things people like about it, but um, I guess I just gained a new perspective on why people like it um, and why it's so popular. I did end up watching a Netflix original romantic comedy called Holiday, and it was kind of just one of those like uh Christmas time movies it was a Christmas time romantic comedy uh with Emma Roberts and um another actor I forget his name but um I watched it and just like uh the other um movies you know I kind of knew that the main two characters were going to end up together um but one thing I really did like about Holiday was the main girl character was definitely different than other uh, romantic characters or romantic comedy characters that I had seen, mostly just because she was a little bit more sarcastic, sassy. Um, She had maybe a little bit more of an authentic personality, even though she was, you know, still that romantic comedy character in that kind of cheesy way. Um, it was kind of a nice line between being realistic and still being a rom-com character because you don't want to stray too far from that, um, idea of the rom-com because that's kind of what makes it special. You don't want to make it too different because it's just kind of fun to be that kind of stereotypical idea. Um, but I ended up really liking it. It was really fun. It was quippy. Um, I love Emma Roberts, so it was really fun to see her in that role. Um, and I ended up really enjoying it. Um... One thing I did notice while I was watching romantic comedies that whole week is that there was a serious lack of really any kind of diversity among that movie genre. I didn't see a lot of um, uh, people of color in those movies as main characters. Instead, they were always side characters. Um, I really didn't see very many LGBTQ romantic comedies. Um, It was pretty much the same idea, just copy and pasted into kind of a different city, um, a different, you know, couple, and it was that same storyline over and over, and I think that that was honestly at the root of why I didn't like the romantic comedy genre for so long, is that for me, movies are just supposed to be this new, uh, fun, exciting experience every time you go, and each of them is supposed to tell a different story, and I understand that for some people, I guess, it is so hard nowadays to come up with new and exciting ideas and fresh ideas um, for people to, you know, watch and experience because there's just so many movies now. And I love every time I get to experience something new and exciting and something I haven't seen before. And so I understand that it is difficult to come up with something that nobody's ever seen because that's virtually impossible. Um, But even when a director decides to take something um, in just a slightly new direction, it just adds a little bit of something to the movie. And during that week, so many of the romantic comedies I watched were just this same repeated idea of this, um, you know, this same kind of storyline. And when you're in English class in, you know, early middle school, you learn about the basic, um, you know, 
plot line that almost every book or movie or TV show has, especially movies, you know, it's this beginning part setting up the main characters, you know, stories, their backgrounds, their personalities, and then there's, um, you know, the big climax in the middle or, you know, a little bit towards the end, and then at the end there's this kind of resolution, and, um, I think modern day directors have taken it in such an amazing direction because they have decided, you know, even in the most simple ways to put, you know, the climax somewhere else or to make sure there's no resolution, to leave it on a bit of a cliffhanger and let the audience kind of deduct, you know, for themselves what the ending would be or what would happen or they would make the characters, you know, maybe not that likable which was one of the things when I was a kid, if I didn't find the main character, especially a girl, because I'm, I'm a girl, and, you know, that's probably who I related to the most in those movies, especially when they were close to my age, if I didn't really like them, it was such a disappointment for me, because it kind of felt like that character was letting you down, and you couldn't relate to them in any way if you didn't really like their personality, you know, if they were being, you know, if they weren't making decisions you think you would make, or if they were making decisions you thought were stupid. And so, back to my original point, I guess that that was kind of the core of my problem with the romantic comedy genre, is it was just so predictable. I knew what was gonna, you know, happen at the climax, I knew it was gonna happen at the end, you know, the climax was always the main two people were getting in a fight, you know, they went apart for a while, you know, they learned some stuff, and they inevitably came back together, and so it was always just, it was never any anticipation, never anything, you know, building up to what could happen, but by the end of that week, I think I uh, gained a greater understanding of what, um, the romantic comedy genre could be, and why it was so appealing, and I think it was just, Again, reinforcing that idea that things do always work out okay, even if that's kind of a naive um, state of mind, it does kind of bring you back to that childhood idea that everything kind of eventually works out. And I think that's the even deeper idea of like just hope for everything to be okay, which although maybe not, maybe, you know, not realistic and a little naive is still a nice idea. Um, And of course, this is going really deep into it, but I think, you know, just on the surface, romantic comedies are just meant to be a purely fun and light experience, you know, I think really the pull is that you do know what's going to happen and you can just purely enjoy it without worrying too much about, you know, the backgrounds of characters and like trauma and struggle and their whole life, you know, it's just supposed to be kind of fun, romantic, it's supposed to give kind of a shiny view of romance of life in the end, and I guess everyone kind of wants to believe that maybe there's a bit of a shiny, um, like, film on life sometimes, and that everything could work out okay if you wanted it to, and so I think by the end of that week, after watching probably, like, 25 to 30 romantic comedies, you know, I really delved deep and tried to find as many as I could, um, it was really, I think, uh, just kind of a new perspective for me, Um, I mean, I still wouldn't say that romantic comedies are one of my favorite movie genres or that I'll watch them all the time, but I do think I gained a new perspective of, you know, why people liked them. They, they do have a certain charm to them that other movie genres just don't possess, I guess, and so I definitely did enjoy some of the movies, um, that I watched. 
Um, I would say that definitely one of the biggest factors were the actors and actresses um, that were in them. You know, if you have kind of a basic storyline, um, a really talented actor or actress or director can totally change the entire storyline and the entire, you know, the way the whole movie feels. Um, you know, movies take such a huge crew and so many people to put them together and the smallest little details can make the biggest difference. You know, um, actors putting in their own little piece into each scene and making it their own, you know, with facial expressions or um, just body language can make it so much better. And so I think when I was watching movies with actors I really like or acting styles that I really particularly enjoy, I really liked seeing that new take on it. Um, you know, in Crazy Stupid Love, I really love Steve Carell. I've seen him in lots of things and I already knew that I loved, you know, I knew he was a great actor and he just had, you know, really great acting chops and he just made the character his own as well as Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone who are both fantastic and who I already knew had such great chemistry from La La Land. Um, and so when I saw that they were in that movie together as a couple, I knew already going in that they were going to have that really great romantic connection because I knew that they could act that way and I could already feel the kind of romantic tension between them. So I kind of went into Crazy Stupid Love um, already liking the actors and so I had an optimistic feeling about that one. But beyond that, I saw romantic comedies with, you know, Sandra Bullock and Emma Roberts and other actors and actresses that I really liked and they really added something special. Um, so I think in conclusion, my whole point is that before going on this kind of romantic comedy journey, I was kind of just, I, I was kind of in a middle area about romantic comedies. I didn't hate them. I didn't love them. I just kind of, they were just kind of there. They weren't anything that I really particularly paid attention to, or really thought about. It was just kind of something that would be put on and I could just like do my homework or like draw or paint while it was on. It You know, you didn't, I didn't really need to pay it crazy amount of attention to it because I kind of knew it was going to happen but after that week I definitely gained um a new respect for the genre um and um can definitely see myself in the future watching more and watching them more often and maybe just having a new take on what it could be or you know just appreciating that it's just you know purely a fun light experience and that it's, you know, it, it can be um, a fun thing to watch sometimes. So that was kind of my um, week-long experience with the romantic comedy genre. And I really liked it and it was really fun. Um, but if you are a really big fan of romantic comedies or if you're not a big fan of romantic comedies at all and you really don't like them, you know, I... I um, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But especially if you don't like them you know, um, it's always worth giving it another try. Maybe there's one or two out there that you would really like. Um, and even for people that love romantic comedies, just like any movie genre, I'm sure there are some that you don't like. I mean, I know that not everybody likes everything and that's just people's personal opinion. Um, but that was my, uh, take on the intrigue of rom-coms and, that genre. So um, that is all for episode one of Anything Everything. I'm going to be posting every Tuesday 
um, mainly on Spotify. So if you want to listen again, I will be posting every week on there at Anything Everything by Sonavara. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.